The world is a confusing place, filled with all manner of shimmering distractions that take our conscious mind and our immortal souls and subvert them into the most basal of human emotions. Can any one of us who considers ourselves a spiritual being truly look around the carnival at the barkers, performers, and the caged animals and believe, even momentarily, that any of this is as it should be? My name is Alan Bishop, the alchemist of the Black Forest of Indiana, distiller, historian, occasional tinker, reenactor, and your host of If You Have Ghosts, You Have Everything. Have you ever noticed the world isn't quite what it presents itself to be? That something is just a little off kilter, just a little out of focus. Perhaps that movement you caught out of the corner of your eye was more than a shadow, that weight on your shoulder more than fatigue. I have lived my whole life like this, aware, awake, and waiting for the next experience, positive or negative, always apprehensive, always analyzing. I believe that spiritual warfare is real. I believe from societal observation that others are becoming acutely aware. I believe that many are being influenced by forces unknown in a negative and spiritually deprived way. I see soft disclosure in every corner of pop culture. Join us as we pull back the curtain, as the veil thins and reach with us into the ether to reclaim the truth. But if you have ghosts, you have everything. Hey guys, back with another one piece of... Nope, wait, wrong show. Back with another If You Have Ghosts, You Have Everything Short Stuff Edition with Penny Marie. Mm-hmm. Are you going to say hi? Hi you guys, how's it been going? It's been a little while since you've been on the show, hasn't it? Yes, it has. I'm sure your fans have missed you. Yep, I like doing shows with you, and I know that you and I have had an idea for a show for a little while, haven't we? Yes. And what is the show about? You you don't have to whisper and give me notes. You were just talking. What's the show about? Well, this show is about if you have ghosts. You have everything, but what's the topic? Zombies. Zombies. And hear it all out, folks. They are real. Well, people are going to hear a segment that Daddy recorded on his own all about real-life zombies in Haiti, for sure. But they're not zombies like what we think of from movies. They're a little bit different than that, and it's more of a cultural thing. But, as always, the reason that I want you on the show is because I like to hear your perspective on things. So, would you tell us what you know about zombies? Well, if you want to know if it's a zombie or not, the eyes are droopy. Droopy eyes? Yep. And they have lots of slobber. Slobbery. 
And if you bite them, it, I mean, if they bite you, then you will turn into one of them. But where do zombies come from, do you know? The undead. But how do they get undead but animated? How are they alive but also dead? <laughs> only God knows that. Oh, only God knows that. Okay, I don't think God makes zombies, but someone makes zombies for sure. So, do you know anything else about zombies? Can you tell me tell me any shows you've seen with zombies in them or anything? Bearing in mind that we don't let you watch horror movies, but what have you seen zombies in? There is a show. It's not real, but it's called The Last Kids on Earth. It has tons of zombies, but also other creatures. Oh, I never heard of that one. Where did you see that? Netflix. Oh, of course you saw it on Netflix. What about in Scooby-Doo? Are there zombies in Scooby-Doo? Yes, yes, and yes. And what do they do in Scooby-Doo? Chase them. So, how do you defeat a zombie? Normally, you either have to pull out their heart. Wow. Or do a ritual to send them back to the undead world. To send them back to the undead world? Yep. And can anybody become a zombie? If they get bitten by one, even dogs. What about other animals? Elephants, kangaroos, all of the above. What about unicorns? Could a unicorn become a zombie unicorn? Oh, no, 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 no. Why not? Unicorns are too powerful and plus. Pretty sure unicorns are the people who defeat the zombies. Because if you do the secret ritual, then I'm pretty sure the unicorns will come and defeat the zombies. So unicorns are immune, are immune to zombie venom? Is that what you're telling me? Yes, they are way too powerful. So do you think that we could get like a, an antidote for being a zombie from unicorns? I do not know. Or we could buy a unicorn. <laughs> How would that keep us from becoming zombies? If you do the ritual. Oh, I see. You want... You want your cake and eat it too. You want to do the ritual to defeat the zombie so you don't become a zombie, and then you also want a unicorn. Um, the unicorn comes when after you do the ritual and then defeats the zombies. I see, okay. You just have to know the right ritual. So, can I ask you a question? Sure. If zombies are undead, and zombies can make other zombies by biting them. What then is the difference between a zombie and a Dracula or a vampire? Well, I assume they might be cousins, except Dracula drinks blood. But don't zombies drink blood? No, they eat brains. What part? Brains. They gobble them all up, and then you turn into one of them. Don't point at me and say, you, I don't want to be a zombie. <laughs> and I don't have enough brains to attract a zombie to eat them anyways. Mm. <laughs> all right, Penny, you got anything else you want to say before we close this one out? Um, I just want to say, watch out. 
<laughs> well, everybody, have a great night, and we will see you on the next podcast. All right, guys. We love you. Later. From sites.duke.edu. Nathan S. Klein, Zombie in Haiti. Created by Bocors, Sorcery or Drugs. The Zombification Process. How does a victim turn into a zombie? Who carries out the ritual and how is voodoo involved in zombification? What happens after one becomes a zombie? Both physically and psychologically. One of the most fascinating and intricate processes in Haitian voodoo is zombification, which revives the recently dead into mindless, soulless zombies. As part of the voodoo religion, the Bokors, Haitian voodoo saucers, have the power to create and control zombies. The exact methods and concoctions used vary among Bokors, but the process believed by the Haitian people, describes the following general pattern. Some zombification processes use blood and hair from their victims, in addition to using voodoo dolls, while others involve a carefully prepared mixture called a coupe de poudre, powder strike, made of mystical herbs, human remains, and animal parts. Administrating this mixture can also vary from ingestion, injection, or even a blow dart. Once the mixture has been made by the Bokor and administered to the victim, it starts to take effect on the body. The victim becomes immobile, has an incredibly faint heartbeat, and his or her breathing is drastically reduced within a few minutes so that the victim appears dead. While in this death-resembling state, the victim is still fully aware of the surroundings, but cannot express himself. Once taken to the hospital and declared dead by the doctor, this seemingly lifeless body is buried in a grave soon after death. Since the heat and lack of refrigeration generally in Haiti makes the body decay rapidly. After the body is buried, the Bokor enters the grave and digs up the body. This happens within eight hours of the burial because otherwise the victim will die of asphyxiation. Next, the Bokor performs an ancient voodoo rite where he or she captures the victim's ten bonange, which is the part of the soul directly connecting to an individual. He or she can do this by capturing it within seven days immediately following the death of the corpse cadaver. While it is still hovering over the corpse, or by spreading poisons in the form of a cross on the threshold of the victim's doorway. Either way, this affects a split in the spiritual parts of the victim and produces two complementary types of zombies. The spirit zombie, or the zombie of the T-Bon Ange alone, and the zombie cadaver, the zombie of the flesh, which is composed of the Naam and the Gros Bon Ange, then he traps the spirit, zombie, part of the soul, or zombie astral, in a small clay jar or some other commonplace container, and replaces it with a loa that the Bokar controls. This container is hidden in a secret place, known only to the Bokor, 
and is finally wrapped in a piece of the victim's clothing or some other personal possession. After a day or two, the Bokor then administers a hallucinogenic mixture called the zombie's cucumber that revives the victim and is used to keep the zombie in a state of submissive confusion. In this state, the zombie cannot speak, has no memory, and no longer resembles its past human personality. As a result, the zombie is easy to control, and the Bokor can use the zombie as a slave for farm labor and construction work. The zombies are completely under the rule of the Bokor that made them, and consequently work as slaves until the Bokor dies. Once they're released from their slave labor, the zombies can finally return to their home village or place of burial and die. A major concern in Haitian folklore concerning zombies is the act of feeding salt to a zombie. While zombies are usually not particularly dangerous, giving them salt will return their senses and restore their personality. This will lead the zombies to attack the Bokor who created them, or return to their final place of burial for their final death. While zombification seems at first to be a strictly physical experience, there is additionally a psychological aspect in the ritual, and is a spiritual process. A psychological or cultural predisposition is imperative in order for these victims to become a zombie. After being buried alive, the victim's reawakening as a zombie follows a psychotic state. The victim is able to reconstruct their identity as a zombie due to a combination of the psychosis induced by the drugs, the psychological trauma of being buried alive, and the strong beliefs of zombies in their culture. This all contributes to the psychological aspect that controls the victim's perception and actions. Living in Haiti and the social reinforcement of their beliefs in zombies further contribute to the zombie identity and experience. Scottish psychiatrist R.D. Lang emphasized the connection between social and cultural expectations and compulsion. In the context of schizophrenia and other mental illness, he observed that schizogenesis may contribute to the psychological aspects of zombification.